Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here, Will Erskine producing tonight's program. It is a Tiger-Cats loss, 29-26. The Edmonton Eskimos just kneeling out the clock as the Game has slipped away, and it slipped away in a hurry for the Hamilton Tiger Cats after a very impressive first quarter, but they either fell asleep or Edmonton just kicked it up a notch, and I think it was a bit of both in the second and third quarters. And lo and behold, Hamilton uh, putting on a bit of a comeback in the fourth, but it was too little, too late, as the Ticats go down to defeat 29-26 against the Edmonton Eskimos. So first place in the East is not officially over as we stand right now with Hamilton falling to 7-10, and 10, although it is very much bleak. Ottawa, who is going to play a home-and-home home series against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers starting tomorrow in the peg and then next week in the capital, uh, basically need just to win one of those two, and they will solidify first place in the East Division and of course, get that first round playoff by. We're going to take your calls at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at am900chml, and at Rick Samprin. Who's your player of the game? We will nominate our fifth quarter fan of the night as well when we wrap up uh, just before 11 o'clock. Again, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. There's a variety of head-scratching moments towards the end of this game that we can touch on and we will touch on, not going for a long field goal attempt. The onside kick at the end, which turned out to be just another CFL officiating fiasco. What's with... The CFL officials and the Hamilton Tiger Cats and things just erupting in the worst way. Whether there's retraining that needs to be done, or I think the easy part is just getting better officials. Man, oh man. All right, let's go through the scoring summary before we take your call. So hang on the line if you are on the line. I noticed that a couple of callers are already in. Uh, first quarter of play, 3 minutes 50 seconds into the ballgame after an impressive 7-play, 69-yard opening drive, consuming almost uh, 4 minutes of action. C.J. Gable with a 6-yard touchdown run to give the Tiger Cats an early 7 to nothing lead. And they followed suit with a Brett Maher 41-yard field goal. About 7 minutes later, the Cats were up 10 nothing early in this ballgame, and uh, things were looking good. The infants and Eskimos started to come back, and it started just a couple of minutes later when Mike Riley hit Darrell Walker for a uh, slick 22-yard touchdown pass. They missed the extra point, so it was 10-6 after one quarter of play. Second quarter of action, and uh, this was not a good one for the Ticats in, uh, for a number of reasons. Number one, Brett Maher uh, missed a 28-yard field goal. He was wide right, so they settled for the single. It's 11 to six for the Cats. Uh, Junior Collins fumbles. Neil King recovers at the Hamilton 35, and that turns into three points 
For the Eskimos, as Sean White connects on a 17-yard field goal, it's 11-9 for Hamilton. And uh, here's where things really started to go in the dumper. Andy Fantuz suffering a left knee injury with about oh, nine minutes to play in the first half. He uh, limps off the field, so they put an ice pack on his left knee. He is done for the night. A few minutes after that, Sean White hit another field goal, this one from 19 yards out to make it 12-11 for the Eskimos, taking their first lead of the ball game. John White did fumble, and um, Simone Lawrence recovered the fumble. It was a great tackle by Emmanuel Davis to jar the ball loose from the Eskimos running back. Uh, Simone pounced on the pigskin at the Hamilton 40, but the Cats could not translate that turnover into points, so Edmonton went to the locker room up 12-11. to Third quarter play, still the Eskimos large and in charge. White's connecting on a 43-yard field goal, 3-for-3 three three on the night for him. Edmonton with a 15-11 to 11 lead. Then there was an 11-minute delay uh, because of the entry to Darius Brooks, and this was a scary one, as he and teammate Dominique Ellis collided, and uh, Brooks was injured, suffered... Uh, an upper body injury, whether it's a head injury or neck injury, but they stabilized him. They took him out on the stretcher. He's at the Hamilton General Hospital uh, for observation as they check him out. So our thoughts and prayers certainly with Derek Brook, Darius Brooks, and hopefully he's uh, back uh, soon on the football field. Um, but the Eskimos kept on chugging along. The very next play, Mike Riley, a one-yard touchdown run to extend Edmondson's lead to 22-11. to And they took that lead into the fourth quarter, and Riley added to it again, a seven-yard touchdown pass to Jarrell Walker to make it 29-11. to And the Cats mounted a bit of a comeback towards the end of the ball game. Eight minutes to go, Caleros to Terrence Tolliver. A one-yard touchdown, make it 29-19 because the two-point convert Caleros to Kevin Elliott was good. Towards the end of the ball game, the Ticats uh, had a chance to boot a 57-yard field goal. It was under two minutes to play, but instead of going for that long field goal, and the win was uh, at the back of Brett Maher, I mean, he's made a 58-yarder this season, but instead of going for that long field goal, the Cats elect to punt, and on that punt, they get an illegal punt because it goes out of bounds at the 21 in the air. Uh, Edmonton takes over, but they can't really do anything with the football after a pass interference call against former Ticat Neil King in the Eskimos' end zone. The Cats get the football at the Edmonton 1, and Jeremiah Masoli uh, muscles his way across the goal line to make it 29-26 for Edmonton. The Cats tried an onside kick, and they were called for an illegal kickoff, as the official said it did not go past 10 yards. Uh, but it actually did. It was booted from the Hamilton 35 and went out of bounds at the 49. Has to go to at least to the 45, so I'm not sure what the official saw on that play. There was a bit of uh, shouting and pushing on the Ticats' sidelines as uh, Jeff Reinbold, the special teams coordinator, was really giving it to one of the officials uh, on the sideline. But... At the end of the day, Ticats lose once again, and uh, they continue to trade wins and losses, and uh, the frustrations are mounting here in Steeltown as Hamilton cannot make headway, not gain ground, or overtake the Ottawa Red Blacks for first in the CFL East Division. We'll run down the standings in both the East and the West. We'll give you the statistics from tonight's ball game as well, but it's time to take your calls and get your thoughts on tonight's Tiger Cats loss against the Eskimos. 905 645 3221 star 9900 
on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. Vote for your player of the game, and uh, we'll name our fifth quarter fan of the night as well. So let's start off uh, with Dave off the top. Hello, Dave. How are you? Oh, well, um, you know, sad. Sad for, you know, all the injuries. Um, sad for Bob Young. Sad for the coach, Austin. Sad for the fans of Hamilton. Um, sad for myself. <laughs> um, listen, uh, this team has had a lot of injuries uh, from even before the league uh, year started. So it, it, and it's been in the last few years as well, not just this year. But even still, even still with a depleted lineup tonight, we still could have beat them. So that's yeah, a bit it, of hope. Yeah, it was nice uh, to see them mount that comeback again in the fourth with Fantuz going down and Johnny Adams getting hurt and Darius Brooks getting hurt and, uh, you know, the pressure of trying to come back to win this ball game to get into first place. It was nice to see them come back. But again, so frustrating that this team fell asleep again in the second and third quarter. Yes, yes, um, it is. And the officiating, a uh, couple calls there. I would have kicked the field goal myself. But uh, I would I would have too, yeah. I'm not a coach, but... Um, yeah, uh, yeah, the uh, field goal I would have kicked. Um, lost my train of thought there, but uh, just before every piles on, I want I want want everybody to to think about these things. They do have character. They they are trying. Um, you know, so hopefully, uh, you know, they can get these injuries back. And um, player of the game is Gable, by the way. Okay. Um, you know, hopefully the guys aren't seriously banged up too bad, but. Uh, you know, it's 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 frustrating to to see these guys go down, and uh, the team's trying. They got character. They 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 don't give up. So uh, before we, you know, we we beat them up tonight. I know they're not a perfect team, and with all those injuries, how could they be? But uh, anyhow, um, that's all I have to say. I just uh, you know, I feel bad for the team. I feel bad for everybody. Uh, that that's all. I just uh, I think you know, hope we 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 still we still got a shot. We get some people back. You you never know. Um, I, you know, it'd be nice for Hamilton to be in the Grey Cup. You know, that way they'll get you know more tickets sold at PMO Field. That way. <laughs> yeah, you're probably because right. I'll tell you, it was a dumb place to put the Grey Cup this year. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say it's a dumb place to put it. I think they, and you know, what we were talking about this at uh, Tim Hortons Field earlier tonight in the press box. I think the Argonauts brass and CFL officials looked at that situation uh, with the new venue, and I think. Uh, overjudged the value, overestimated the value of what those tickets should be worth. I think they just made them too high off the skip. Well, that could, that could be possible too. But let's hope we're in it because if we are, and uh, I'll be going to the playoff game, of course, and uh, I'd like to make the trek down to Toronto to cheer us on anyways. So keep our fingers crossed. Uh, keep the faith, everybody. Definitely. Hey, Dave, do you think this team still has a shot for first? I know Ottawa has to lose you know, both. Honestly, I, I believe I do. I really do, honestly, Rick. I think uh, Winnipeg is definitely capable of beating Ottawa twice. Yeah. Hey, I, I, you you got to believe me on that one. And, and I think we uh, – you don't have to believe me, but I think you probably do but do agree with me that Winnipeg could beat Ottawa twice. Oh, I think Winnipeg's a much better team than Ottawa. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, too. And I think we have – I think we should be able to beat Montreal even banged up. So, uh, yes, uh, yes, my answer is yes. Good stuff. Dave, thanks for the call. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you. You too. All right, quick break. When we come back, more of your calls, tweets, and emails. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. Hamilton losing to Edmonton tonight, 29-26. So the Cats remain one point back of the Ottawa Red Blacks in the battle for first place in the East Division. And, of course, that coveted first-round playoff by and the right to host the East Final. 
uh, a couple of weeks after the playoffs begin. As it stands now, Hamilton would play Edmonton in the East Semi at Tim Hortons Field in mid-November. How do you feel about that? 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at am900chml at Rick Samprin. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Your vote for player of the game? I agree with Dave, our initial caller on player of the game. Uh, my player of the game, hands down, C.J. Gable. I know some Eskimos had uh, some pretty good games. You know, John White in particular, 15 carries for 132 yards. He was sensational. But C.J. Gable, to me, early on in the ball game, was running like a man possessed. He had six carries for 55 yards and a touchdown run. And he caught nine balls for another 88 yards. He was a dual threat tonight. Looked like the C.J. Gable of old. So uh, my player of the game, at least, for C.J. Gable. Quick tweet from Jake Peck, who says, The eye in the sky correcting calls? Oh, wait. Yeah, what's going on with that? We have an eye in the sky in the Canadian Football League, and for whatever reason, it's not seeing what everyone else is seeing. That thing has to be addressed. There's no doubt about it. Plain and simple, it's not working. Much like the Tiger Cats in the second and third quarter was just not working at all. Fifth quarter brought to you by Woodson's Law. Hey, give us a call and chime in on your thoughts on tonight's ballgame. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Darcy's on the line. Hello, Darcy. Hey, uh, how you doing, Rick? Uh, too bad. Yeah, yeah, I just like to... The officiating in this league, it, it's 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 at the all-time worst. It's atrocious. It's the it's it's disgusting. Like uh, that Valesi crew tonight. That that um, that uh, onside kick. Like it went uh, 15 yards. <laughs> that was a baloney so, call. I just have a question. If this was a playoff game, like they said on TSN, they have a within the last three minutes, everything's reviewable. What the hell were they doing? Why? Why? Like that should have been reviewed. That should like if that was a Great Cup game or something. That that you know that should that call not be reviewed? Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, the 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 issue is you can't review a penalty call. So, you know, what do you do in that case? Yeah. Well, I right? just like I I just think it's like it's a joke. Oh, it's, uh, it's baloney. It, yeah. That, with regards to um, stoppages in play and. Uh, um, coaches challenges and it, it's 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 got to it's got to be fixed because it's destroying the league like it really is it's it's i can't even watch it like uh i i seen reinbold on the sidelines and and he had every right to go ballistic like you know like the, not these officials are costing coaches jobs because the, because of their stupid mistakes they should be fired do you not agree that officials should be fired i completely agree but, um, I completely, and you know what? There, there is discipline. We, we, we shouldn't pretend that you know CFL officials go home and they're not penalized, or disciplined, or you know taken to task by Glenn Johnson and crew at the CFL head office. There is a penalty for them to pay when they blow a call. The official that blew tonight's call, it, there's going to be ramifications for that individual. We won't yeah. find out what those ramifications well, are, but there is a penalty. I realize they they give them a fine or something or whatever, but I really believe that. Like I said, I don't think people realize this is the livelihood of Ken Austin, Jeff Reinbold, all the coaches throughout the league. And, and you know, if they miss the playoffs, that's bonuses and stuff like that. They're costing people's livelihoods. I believe that they should be 
kicked out of the league and fired, not just find and find somebody who's competent and and rectify the problem because it's if if this is what we're going to see in the playoff, like it's not just going to correct itself overnight. I'm sure it's going to carry right on into the playoffs. Yeah, and you know what? It hasn't gotten any better. I mean, I know they've instituted new new rules and there's more training and CFL officials are now working NFL preseason games just to get a, you know, better idea of, of what they're doing down south, but everything they have tried I think as fans, we can clearly say that it's not getting better. Like I can honestly say, Rick, I've been a diehard since I go back to the Tom Clements days. I'm a, I'm a diehard, and I watch NFL too. And it is just, I don't want to swear on air, but I can't describe. You want to pull your hair out, right? I can't describe the, uh, like, I, I don't, I, I've had free tickets for, I've got comps for games and, I didn't even want to go, I, and I gave them away because I don't even want to go down to the game. It, it, it's so bloody disgusting. It, it's 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 a joke. Mm-hmm. Like uh, anyway, I don't mean to ramble on about it, but yeah, let's talk about the game. What were your thoughts on the game itself? Our, I believe uh, our field goal kicking um, is a problem, and and it's been a, like uh, once in a while he could boot. I don't understand this guy, Mar. He can boot a fifty-eight yarder, but. He's missing kicks that we need to make, and, and he, he missed one against Ottawa at home here. And I'm not saying it was just him, but that was a big part of the game. And um, if this guy's going to do that in the playoffs and it, and it comes down to a, a kick, I don't have confidence in this guy, to be honest. Yeah, you know what? I'm a, I'm a Brett Maher fan, but with each 28-yard missed field goal that he tries and fails at, I'm I'm losing some confidence. Yeah, like I, I really don't have confidence in him like like – our previous kicker, you know who I'm talking about, uh, Mr. Medlock. But um, with regards to the playoffs, I, I believe that I, I just have this feeling that Ottawa's going to win one of those games, and, and we're going to see Edmonton again. And, and uh, I think it's going to be a sh- it's going to be a, a, a different game when Edmonton comes to uh, Tim Morton's field. I think it's going to be a, a, a totally different game. And with regards to our injuries, I, I, I feel bad for Andy. Uh, it's just we've been snake bitten for four years now. I don't know what the heck it is, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's insane. And I think next man up, I would. I don't. I hate to see that injury tonight to, to the to the man in the secondary. Um, that's terrible. But I believe Cleshawn Page. He played here last year. I think this guy can play, and and and, and I hope they put him in for 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 the secondary. He's got some talent. He might get a look if Ottawa ends up winning. I think the Ticats are just throwing a bunch of guys that are healthy on the PR and you know, or have been backups all year long because obviously you can't go up and down, give a lot of your guys a rest and avoid injury. Yeah, well, this scenario of the East, I know the East is really weak, but it reminds me of the, you know, the old days in the 80s when we'd win six, seven games and we'd go to the Grey Cup. I know it's not the way you should do it, but this year, I believe, uh, you know, you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. Yeah, so, there's no doubt about that. Like, uh, the, it, it isn't far-fetched that the Tiger Cats could wind up. I'm not going to, I don't want to jump ahead, but it's not far-fetched that we could end up in the Great Cup game. Without, yeah, without a doubt. There's a, there's a one-game scenario. And, Darcy, thanks a lot for the call. It's always appreciated. In a one-game scenario, you can make the Great Cup easily. I mean, it only takes two games to get there if you're in the East or West semi. You win that home game, you go on the road, you knock off the top seed in your division, and you're in the Grey Cup. It's not like you have to beat them in a best-of-seven uh, through four rounds like the Stanley Cup playoffs, which to me are the, are the hardest playoff system to win a championship in. You know, Four rounds of best-of-seven, you can play you know, 28 games 
to win a cup. That's insane. The CFL, if you win your division, all you have to do is win two games to win the championship. That's it. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Who's your player of the game? Gerg writes at AM 900 CHML, CFL officials. David chimes in at Rick Samprin, player of the game. No clue, but kudos to the kid dressed as a Tim Horton donut box. Clever. TSN replayed a clip throughout the game. I saw that kid. He looked pretty good. There was another one. I think it was a mini Drake. He had it down pat, too. Nice costume. Juanita on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, tired of crap calls from refs, wrong call, and I'm frustrating that this always happens against the Ticats. Game-changing calls. She sent another tweet saying, should have tried for field goal instead of punting. Still rocked it considering our injuries. We uh, still have a chance at first. Yes. So you're telling me there's a chance. There is. Minute. Ottawa's got to lose their last two. Hamilton's got to beat Montreal next Saturday, November the 5th. And a tweet from Manny who writes, first quarter ran the ball, five carries, 48 yards, TD, 10 nothing lead. From there on, five runs the rest of the game. Why? So easy to play against a pass-happy team. That's what the Ticats are. That's their DNA. They love to pass the football. They were mixing in the run early on in this ballgame, and it was working more than effectively. First quarter, Gable had four carries for 38 yards and a touchdown. He was averaging nine and a half yards per game. After that first quarter, guess how many carries C.J. Gable got? Two. Two carries. Ended up six rushes for 55 yards. I'm not sure how that happens. Ticats go down to defeat 29 at 26 at the hands of the Edmonton Eskimos. And as it stands right now, the Ticats are 7-10 and 10 on the season, assured of a losing record as they head into the postseason. They're 3-5 and five at home, 4-5 and five away. They have a chance to go 4-5 and five both home and away if they beat the Owls next week. Ottawa, which takes on the Bombers in Winnipeg tomorrow, 7-8-1 on the year. Montreal's 5-11, the Argos 5-12, and, and out west, Calgary leads the pack at 15-1-1, Winnipeg and BC next at 10-6, the Bombers have the edge in the race for second, Edmonton is now 9-8, and, and Saskatchewan is 5-11. and 11. When we come back, more of your calls, your emails, your tweets, this is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Yeah, Rick Samprin here. We're breaking down Edmonton's 29-26 victory over the Hamilton Tiger Cats, preventing Hamilton from leapfrogging Ottawa in a top spot in the CFL's East Division. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. If you have left Tim Hortons Field or in your vehicle driving home, give us a call. Let us know your thoughts on tonight's game. You can be a nominee for the fifth quarter fan of the night and let us know your vote for player of the game. So far, C.J. Gable is leading that category. Back to the phones we go. Doug has been waiting patiently. Hello, Doug. Hey, Rick. How are you? Good. How are you? Well, first of all, I'm good. Uh, well, sort of. <laughs> yeah. First of all, that score really flatters the Ticats. I agree. I can't believe they would lay an egg on a game that's so important to them. I don't think Edmonton wanted to win this game. And uh, I'm getting tired of the boy genius, a.k.a. Ken Austin. I don't understand the play calling. Mazzoli comes in. They're in the red zone. 
there's they burn two minutes off the clock as they try their running plays, and then they finally throw it and they score a touchdown. Meanwhile, it, I think it was twenty nine eleven at that point, or ten or something. Yep. And they 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 burned all this time, and then they they just I just don't understand how a seasoned professional coach can make those plays calls. And then the other the other one is when they're I don't think I think they had third and seven, and they um, they're I think they're at midfield, and and they and they wind up kicking the ball, and they're down by like a number of points when there's like six minutes left in the game. Yeah, Why were, would they not go for it? They were down by 10. It would have been a 57-yard field goal. So long, but still, I mean, there, I think it was about four minutes to play. But what do you have to lose? I mean, you're going for a division title. You're down by 10. You need a field goal at one point in this ball game. Go for it, really. Oh, and then they end up getting an illegal punt penalty or a legal kick penalty. Yeah, like the net gain was like minimal. And and it's just old-time football thinking. It was just dumb. You know, a game that was so important for us to win. And um, I'm just getting a little tired of can't uh, act. And uh, and I, as far as, you know, and they abandoned the run with Gable. Yeah. They have Gable running in the first quarter. They, they start and they, they stop running. Like, I don't understand the thinking there. Not only were they running, but he was running effectively, getting first downs, big chunks of yardage. It was working. And they said, eh, we're going to stop doing this. Yeah, and they have momentum, and then uh, I just don't understand the coaching, so I'm a little disappointed in that. Um, as far as the player of the game, I, you know, I have to, you know, I have to go with Gable. Although, you know, we didn't see him for three quarters. <laughs> yeah, well, he did catch the ball effectively too. He had nine receptions tonight, uh, which is pretty impressive. Right, right. So I don't know. It's going to be tough to win. Uh, you know, beat Edmonton back here uh, in the Eastern semifinal. Yeah, to me, uh, you know what? Yeah, I I don't like the matchup at all. I think Edmonton's a really tough team. They dominated the trenches tonight. I yeah. don't like this matchup. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I don't know. It's always next year. <laughs> well, we got at least a couple more games, so we'll hang yeah. in for at least two more. Thanks for the call, Doug. Thanks, Rick. Enjoy your weekend. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Are you throwing in the towel? Is this it? Have you had enough? Do you not foresee this Ticats team making it in the playoffs? Getting the job done, at least going to the East Division Final, perhaps the Grey Cup. Is that a stretch for this team? Let us know on email, rick at 900chml.com. Let's go to the email. We're getting uh, a bunch of emails coming in. This one from Randy, and it has a uh, Halloween tinge to it. Hi, Rick. A bootiful night for football, a dark Halloween uh, feats to try to beat these Eskimos. A ghoulish defense in Edmonton. Too many injuries. Foremost, I hope that Darius, Br- Darius Brooks is all right. That Fantuz will return soon. Also, that Johnny Adams will turn it around from the injury. A slim roster now. We need to get some players back. This team would have been a howling force to contend with this year without all these injuries. A skeleton crew. Key penalties in the first half and another Brent Maher field goal. A good late scoring drive on the Tolliver catch and TD, also the Masoli TD, but time was the enemy for the Cats, and there was uh, too little too, basically too little too late. Uh, Zilstra, a good game for Edmonton. Yeah, he's a good young player, but my uh, Cat player of the game is C.J. Gable. Randy continues to write, I don't agree with the punt by the Cats with 4-12 remaining. Points were necessary. Instead, an illegal punt, very scary. 
Nice trick play by Collins and Jones in the last two minutes. My email for last week's fifth quarter game was stolen by Goblins and sent to my work email. Uh, Let's hope Ottawa loses tomorrow. A home playoff game for Hamilton would have been nice. Well, they still have a home playoff game. They are going to host, it looks like it's going to be Edmonton in the East semifinal at least. Uh, Randy writes, so let's hope a slim chance to obtain this. Uh, I'm in a Halloween lunar dream and nightmare with this game. No need for the Jeff Reinbold conduct. Let's hope the Cats can give Montreal a big visit uh, from the great pumpkin. Two pumpkins, zero in points. We need a good playoff performance. Also, let's go McMaster Marauders in the playoffs. Good night, Rick. Boo, the ghost of a losing game fan, a.k.a. Randy from Oakville. Yeah, McMaster hosting uh, Guelph tomorrow in the OUA quarterfinals, and uh, so good luck to Mac tomorrow. Uh, Randy also writes, P.S. Um, Reimel was frustrated because of another blown call on the kickoff, which costs the Cats. Yeah, I mean, I think he has every right to be angry. Let's face it, you know, when these things happen, when teams lose, you know, the coaching staff is the first thing any organization is going to look at. And and they'll tell themselves, you know, Bob Young, Scott Mitchell, Kent Austin will be in those discussions as well. Do we have to make changes on the staff because we're not getting the job done? My gut tells me no, because I, I think Jeff Reinbold's a very good coach in the Canadian Football League, and he's been doing it for a long time, and he has a great track record. But it's easier to get rid of a coach or a coordinator or an assistant as opposed to, you know, X amount of players. We all know that story. Back to the email, this one from Stephen in Penticton, B.C. Always nice to hear from uh, Stephen out in B.C. Greetings, Rick. I like some of your callers. I'm not upset about this game with our guys coming up short. Hats off to these players. Bottom line, they don't give up and keep trying right to the end. I believe Ottawa has a good chance of losing both to the peg, so we could still finish first with a win next week against Montreal. Player of the game, everyone. In closing, I believe what Kent and Jeff were freaking out about was the holding of cat players trying to get to the ball on the onside kick again when is glenn johnson going to pull his head out of his blank and deal with the refs and if he does not he has to go period best regards stephen from penticton i completely agree and i'll tell you for a fact this is how it works after every game just as cfl coaches across the land uh, go through each and every play and provide a grade to every player involved in that play, CFL officials, Glenn Johnson, and again the crew at the CFL head office look at every single play, every single call or non-call, and they give those officials involved a grade. It's a plus or a minus. And if they get more minuses than pluses, well, they'll get penalized for that. One of the penalties is, hey, you know what, you're not working in the playoffs. You're not on a playoff officiating crew. Another ramification or a percussion could be, you know, a fine or a dock and pay or whatnot. Or, hey, you know what? You're not coming back. Email from Joe. Player of the game goes to Gable, hands down. Not really related to this game. Tim Hortons Field has a few men's bathrooms without urinals. And every week I hear guys trying to figure out why on earth they would build a men's washroom without urinals. I'm tired of explaining to people that it can be used as a men's room or a ladies' room, depending on what the event is. They can just change the sign above the door. Small rent, sorry. 
An unfortunate call by someone. I think in general our refereeing has room for improvement. Not sure how to do that. I know that their training is extensive. People make mistakes. It's a human element of sports. Thanks, Joe. Joe, I agree that it's a human element. There's no doubt about that. But sometimes, and I know mistakes are going to be made, but sometimes the officials have to look at the situation, have to talk amongst themselves to say, did we get this right? If an official made a mistake, they can still huddle together and say, you know what? We're going to pick up this flag or we're going to change our mind. That still needs to be done. So I think they have to do, obviously, a better job of that. The eye in the sky, I think, has been invisible. I mean, really, I would love the CFL to come out and say, you know, the eye in the sky has done this, this, and it has has changed these calls and whatnot. But to my knowledge, I, I don't know what the purpose of the eye in the sky has been because I have not determined it to be effective at all. Maybe that'll change going forward, but I think it has been a failed venture as a part of uh, you know the CFL trying to crack down on blown calls or missed calls or making corrections. Email from Angela. Hey, Rick, just can't figure out why we were flat tonight. I think Austin has a problem getting these guys motivated. I mean, first place on the line. Granted, three guys go down, so uh, next man up. These guys are professionals. We do well when we pressure the quarterback. Steinauer, outcoach tonight. Elliot, player of the game, I guess. LOL. So vote for Kevin Elliott. You know what? Kevin Elliott has been a good addition to this ball club. He had a good, uh, actually more than good, debut for the Ticats last week, and he was more than solid again tonight. Five catches, 72 yards. He is a guy, undoubtedly, that uh, Jeremiah Masoli and Zach Caleros tonight, making his return to the lineup, has counted upon, and he has sure hands, good speed, a nice catch radius, uh, gets separation from the DVs. Thank you, Toronto, for making Kevin Elliott available because the Ticats have really filled a hole nicely, mainly due to the injury situation. You know, Luke Tasker goes down. Chad Owens gone for the rest of the year. Ticats need a receiver. Oh, Kevin Elliott's available. Yeah, come on in. Terrence Tolliver, I thought another strong game tonight as well. Seven catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Junior Collins had uh, four receptions for 29 yards. Spencer Watt, one catch, 13. Leading the receiving court tonight, though, C.J. Gable. Nine receptions for 88 yards. Andy Fantuz did not have a catch tonight after last week surpassing the 100-catch barrier, the first Tiger Cat ever to do that and setting a franchise record and being amongst the league leaders in that category. But tonight, no catch for Andy Fantuz. And not only that, he goes down with a left knee injury and we are praying that Andy's going to be okay depending on what Ottawa does tomorrow we may not see fan twos if even if he's healthy we might not see him against Montreal if there's any sort of question mark save him for the playoff game please we need him all right, when we come back, more of your calls. Debbie, stay on the line. Other callers calling in, tweets, emails. We'll get to all that and uh, stats, more stats from tonight's 29-26 Edmonton victory over Hamilton. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML.
Welcome back. This is the fifth quarter on Hamilton's News Talk Leader, AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin hosting tonight's program. Will Erskine producing. If you missed any portion of tonight's program or a previous fifth quarter, you can download the podcast at iTunes and Google Play. Head online as well, 900CHML.com. Click on the sports section in the fifth quarter uh, section. You can get to all the past shows here on CHML. Tweet coming in from uh, at YHM42 or 424 squared, I'm assuming that's what it means. Uh, Fantus is Maher's holder. He was out of the game. Austin might not have had faith in a long field goal without a regular holder. Yeah, good point. Although, again, playing armchair quarterback, I think I would go for the long field goal. Jeff writes, Austin, time to go. No brain, no balls. Gable, player of the game, little else to choose from. Michael writes, the Ticats don't have the stamina to contend for the Grey Cup. Scott tweets at Rick Samprin, Cats laid an egg and again fought back. I'm scared for playoffs. Player of the game, Gable. It's my birthday tomorrow. Hashtag fifth quarter. Happy birthday, Scott. And Juanita again writes, totally disagree with previous caller. Jeff Reinbold has a right to be angry. Absolutely wrong call by the refs. Ticats be mad. Also want to say, not sure what was going on with calls by Austin, but Gable was a tank and should have got the ball a lot more, and I could not agree more with Juanita on that one. Debbie's on the line, is called into the fifth quarter. Hello, Debbie. Hi, Rick. Hi. It was an awful game anyway yeah. you slice it. I agree. Um, I think they should get rid of Marr. Um, he's too inconsistent. I mean, if you can't kick a single, I think he missed a single last week in a field goal, and he's he's missing these points regardless of who the holder is. Like, I mean, I was practicing on my way out kicking beer cans. <laughs> How'd you do? I did really well. I could I could at least move it five yards. <laughs> you're, you're on the team. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I probably could I probably could, could uh, earn the paycheck. Well, when you look um, at it, they lost by three. They missed a field goal. I mean, that changes the complexion of the game big time. Absolutely, and they lost the big game in, was it Ottawa they were playing? And yeah, they lost by one point. By one point, and again, it, 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 I'm not saying any one man is responsible for the fortunes of the team. But when that's your paycheck, I think you need to step up and do something about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't even get the onside. Uh, was the onside kick went five yards or ten yards? No, it, it? yeah, it went 14 yards. It was good. It was so good. That, the officials okay. blew that call. They, they, they threw the flag when they shouldn't have thrown a flag. Well, we can always count on the CFL officials, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're dependable. Anyway. Yeah, they're dependable to be wrong 50% of the time. <laughs> anyway, you do a great job, Rick. Thank you very much. Enjoy your weekend. All righty. My, my vote for player of the game yeah. would be yourself. Oh, wow. That's a first. Well, I thought I may be, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm blushing. There you go. <laughs> Debbie, thank you very much. Bye. Take care. Wow. i got to write my name down. This this is a monumental moment in the history of the fifth quarter. Well, I'm going to have to disqualify myself because I'm not a player, but I know that fans have gotten votes, that uh, coaches have received votes, uh, the referees even tonight receiving player of the game votes. So, okay, I'll take it. Thank you, Debbie. And apparently, uh, producer Will mentioned this, that uh, you know people with the letter D to start their name are only being allowed to call tonight with Dave, Darcy, Doug, and Debbie <laughs> being our callers. That's pretty funny. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. If you do want to get in, we've got a couple more minutes 
for you to uh, make your call and uh, make your thoughts known on tonight's Tiger Cats loss at the hands of Edmonton. There is a programming note that I do have to pass along. Uh, after Hamilton's final regular season game against Montreal um, next weekend, November 5th, the fifth quarter is not going to be broadcast on air because we have a scheduling conflict here on CHML. So instead, we're going to host the fifth quarter, still brought to you by Wizens Law. It's going to be on CHML's Twitter feed and Facebook account. So it's going to be basically a social fifth quarter next Saturday afternoon after the Ticats Alouettes game. So, you know, it's unfortunate when we do have these scheduling conflicts, but we still want to interact with Ticats fans. So, again, next Saturday after the Ticats Owls game, uh, we're going to do a social fifth quarter on CHML's Twitter and Facebook feed. So, if you uh, don't have us uh, favorited or follow us, uh, be sure to do that. No doubt about it. Uh, Frank's on the line from Thorold. Hey, Frank, how are you? How are you doing, Rick? I'm okay. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Uh, thoughts on tonight's game, boy, uh, mixed emotions. Uh, we got to get going earlier in the game. We cannot uh, take stupid penalties, number one. Number two, uh, the offense has to crank it up more than just the first drive. Uh, the running game I was excited with tonight, it, uh, it looked good at times. Uh, the defensive line looked all right. I wish they had a little bit more pressure on their quarterback to uh, make him turn the ball over. Uh, again, our field goal kicker let us down, and I think our head coach has let us down all year because he has got to make a decision in his own career. It's either you be the GM or you be the coach. Hmm. You can't be both. Yeah. Uh, because he's trying to uh, uh, make all these decisions to get the roster as strong as he can, but at the same time, he's got to intertwine with the players on the field. And the problem is, if he is not a motivator, then the team is going to come out flat. And that seems to be uh, the problem this year with our boys. They come out flat, they get behind in the game, and then they have to fight like heck to come all the way back. I'll agree for the most part they've done that this year. Tonight, though, I mean, they were up 10 nothing and looking pretty good after their first two drives. They scored on both of their uh, first two possessions, and it's, I, I was thinking, hey, man, we're going to blow these guys out. Yeah, but, like, I mean, Rick, like, uh, football is a game of emotion. Sure. And, and you know that it can turn on a dime. And when you look at a ball game and you look at all the things uh, that are taking place on the field and there are some blown assignments, missed assignments, mm-hmm. it has to go on the coach. The coach is there to get the team motivated, to get on the field. The, the crowd is doing a great job itself in trying to get the guys fired up. But if they don't have it, and they don't come out of the locker room with fire in their eyes and stagnate through most of the season, it doesn't augur well. Yes, they jumped out to a 10 nothing lead, but did they continue to put the pressure on the other team? No. No. It did not happen until the fourth quarter. You cannot play two quarters in a football game. And you expect to, to win, play yeah. All four. And because they didn't play all four, they gave Edmonton, an open door, they walked in, they cashed in on their opportunities, we did not. Yeah, Eskimos kicked down that door. Hey, Frank, we got to run, but who's your player of the game tonight? Oh, man, um, I'm going to say the fans that turned up 
and showed up for the game because nobody really stood out in my mind. But the one thing I do miss, I miss you doing the play-by-play. I wish THML had the play-by-play. I could barely get the Hamilton feed from TSN up here in Thorold, and it sucked. I could not uh, listen to the second half, and because of that, to me, I had to wait until the result of the game. And then when I looked at the stats on my phone, I saw what had happened. So, mm-hmm. again, uh, I hope CHML gets the rights next year uh, for a better feed because, uh, again, the other feed let us down tonight. Thanks a lot, Frank. Have a good weekend. 905-645-3221, star 9900, and that's uh, what Paul has dialed. And, uh, Paul, how are you? Yeah, good, good. I just... Um curious a little bit on something we, we keep coming on every uh, every game and there seems to be a lack of enthusiasm by the players they take off and then they peter off or they don't take off at all but there seems to be a lack of enthusiasm and then i turn around and i start to hear some of the calls that come in where a fellow was offered three seats and he didn't even want to go and then um i really notice is before the game's even over and on a close game like this and an important game like this from what I could see from my TV, is half half the people had already left, mm-hmm. and you know if if the players sit there, wrote their plan, and they take a look, and half half the seats are empty, uh, well, what it, you know where where's the drive? Where's the enthusiasm? There's, there's something flat about the way this thing has been arranged. Yet every every game I hear, oh, sold out, everything's sold out, everything's sold out. Yet there's nobody there. Yeah, I don't believe the the sold out uh, exclamation. I think you know, as far as ticket goes, maybe all the tickets have been sold or are accounted for, mm-hmm. but uh, certainly not every seat is occupied. No, no, it, it's strange. I I haven't been, even been to the new stadium, but the old stadium we used to go there all the time, and they had more seats, and people stayed. Yeah. Basically, I'd say you get eighty percent stayed to the end of the game, and it was never an issue. You know, the, all the hoopla we have when we try to build a stadium. Uh, there's, there's, there, you can get away from that Iverwind or the Tim Horton Stadium very, very quickly now. You know, there's, there's all kinds of places to park, and mm-hmm. 20 minutes after the game's over, the place is deserted. So uh, I don't, I don't think there's any reason like that for not going. And there, what, it, we haven't even gotten the bad weather yet. What's, yeah, what's, very what's true. The bad weather. Anyhow, if I was a player and I looked up, yeah, and, and we got about 40 seconds, Paul. Yeah, if I was a player and I looked up and I saw those empty seats, it, I, my drive would be diminished. I agree. Anyhow, have a good night. You too. Thanks, Paul. Bye-bye. And uh, we'll wrap up with a final email from uh, Phil. Hello, Rick. Just like I predicted last week after a win, they usually come out the following week and put up a stinker. Will the real Tiger Cats please stand up? Bad coaching, bad plays, bad penalties are the triple th- threat that will prevent the Cats from going far in the playoffs. No faith in the Cats, Phil in the hammer and on that note our player of the game tonight cj gable our fifth quarter fan of the night is dave thanks to all our callers emailers tweeters we will get to you on a social version of the fifth quarter after next week's game against montreal for will erskine my name is rick samper enjoy the rest of the nights on am 900 chml